James Poligi of Harm's Way. Hey, man, thanks for coming by on the podcast. I really appreciate you taking the time. Of course. So what's going on? I know, like, everybody's stuck inside doing the normal um, the, doing the normal things of trying to stay away from other human beings. So, I mean, sure. how's that been going? Are you Do you have a routine that you, you've been working on just to get yourself busy and everything? Uh, well, essentially, um, obviously, since the stay-at-home orders and stuff, uh, um, when I'm not on tour, I, I teach school, and that has since been canceled for the rest of the year so mm-hmm. um i currently don't have a job so the routine has been a little bit tough uh, to get used to but uh, one thing i try to, to make sure i do every day is work out um i've been learning spanish actually mm-hmm. to try and uh, make some good use of my time um and then i've been trying to get some video game action in <laughs> fuck yeah <laughs> been playing Border- borderlands 3 quite often um like, and nba 2k20 those are my my two games right now so you're a huge basketball fan so i'm sure you're a bulls fan then coming from chicago yeah yeah, yeah. did um, you see the documentary it's fucking incredible oh yeah it's i mean i've been looking forward to that every sunday you know it's it's nice to have something to kind of you know look forward to that you want to actually want to do you know obviously you can only watch so much netflix or movies or tv before you get kind of bored with it so yeah but yeah i mean other than that you know harm's way has been writing the new record as well that's awesome yeah Um, that was gonna be my next question so when if you guys are writing during this process uh how do you uh or when do you think that's gonna possibly be released through metal blade records like maybe before the next year um i mean the 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 setup that we were hoping i i mean obviously virus you know restrictions aside we're hoping to record sometime between october and december Mm -hmm. um and then have the record out in sometime uh in in springtime 2021 um it's kind of the plan we have right now um but we've been practicing on zoom basically uh it's it's a very interesting process but basically what we do is we hook up uh, instruments to ableton Mm-hmm. And then we connect the Ableton to Twitch so that we can actually hear the music that's being played back. Mm-hmm. And Casey, our bass player, he's really good at programming drums. So basically, we've been programming songs through Ableton. Um, and some of the drums are obviously placeholders because Chris is going to obviously implement his own styles and you know different things with that but um it's re- it's been a really good process i mean it's almost like probably i would say we've been working 20 hours a week almost on working on music and it's almost i don't want to say it's better than like actually being there but there is like less distractions when like all of us are in one place you know nobody is like playing guitar when they're not supposed to or like (laughs) you know it's the writing process is like very concentrated on all right here's a riff do we like it do we not like it what types of drums and then you know we've written probably 12 songs that way Mm -hmm. um since since the quarantine so it's actually been i think really productive for us to have this time to really like concentrate on music even though we can't be together in in the physical space but Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, it sounds yeah, really no, efficient. Going well. Yeah, it sounds efficient. And how do you transcend from being a gym teacher to touring in a band for, for part time? Like, do you like how does that work with the school that you work with? Um, uh, so currently, I'm just a substitute teacher, actually. So okay, I don't have a full time job, but I as a sub, you can sub every day if you want. Mm-hmm. So I can work forty hour weeks when I'm home. But I don't necessarily have like a boss I need to say, like, hey, I'm leaving for X amount of time. So it's kind of a come and go job, which is nice. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't, I mean, it's not the best pay, hmm. but it's fine as a supplemental income with the band. Right. Because um, the band is the primary focus at this particular time. So mm-hmm. for sure. Whenever that's over. You know, maybe I'll I'll move on to a more permanent teaching career. I talked about um, on the podcast recently with one of my label my label owner Jeremy Weiss. He was from CI Records. Um, he basically kind of got August Burns Red started, but they um, we try explaining to people that you ha- you should have different types of incomes for if you're trying to do this full time when you're not so um, out there in the industry, like if you're still underground in a sense, like um, bartending is good to flex. Or maybe if you're doing some computer programming, editing programs, stuff so like shit, just shit that fucking puts money in your pocket. And like what you're doing, that's fantastic. You know what I mean? So that way you don't have to worry about coming home like, fuck, what am I going to do for like the next month to collect some kind of income, you know, like for sure. Yeah. That's pretty, that's pretty legit. Um, I mean, not to say, you know, there's a huge elephant in the room, but you're fucking in tip top shape, man. Like you're <laughs> like you're fucking built, dude, like a brick wall. Like how's your workout routine go when you're on tour? Like I cuz you're going from uh, state to state and you only basically go into back alleyways or parking lots to actually um, you know, set up for the show and everything. So, how do you maintain that whole idea of keeping in shape? while you're on tour because it can't be easy yeah i mean as far as like time and like kind of setting aside time to go work out i mean that is sometimes a challenge but you know a few years ago um that's just more than a few years ago probably like seven years ago we kind of implemented this routine of getting to the show loading in sound check if we need to sound check usually we have about two or three hours before doors actually open so it makes it a lot easier uh when you have a little bit of window of time we usually take uber or something to uh ymcas and ymcas i mean i've talked about before it's it's just the easiest place to to work out as far as the accessibility in each city because every city has about four or five ymcas Mm -hmm. um and a lot of them are starting to have really nice gyms so they'll have like deadlift platforms squat racks um, they'll have Olympic weights. So it's like the whole band in the last three years, I should say, like we've all kind of made it, made it um, a point to get to the gym, not every day, but at least three or four times a week. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just kind of became a necessity with touring just because if we're going to be touring for six months out of the year, that's that's just basically your life at that point. Mm-hmm. So you need to incorporate routines that you have at home in your in your daily tour schedule. So we've we've definitely done a good job doing that. That's tight though, because considering the fact that like when I was on Warp Tour for 2017, we were on for 11 days. I saw guys bring weights. Like I saw guys bring racks, and I'm like, sure. well, that is, I guess, the only way you can really do it. In this, essentially, 
um, because we're basically in fucking parking lots all day. So, yeah, for sure. Were you on the tour all of 2018 for that for that year? Uh, were we on Warp Tour mm-hmm. or just tour? Yeah, we uh, we did the not the whole Warp Tour, but I okay. think like I think 30 days, 33 days. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, we again we did the same thing. I mean, Warp Tour was actually, in my opinion, a very ideal touring situation i mean you're really only attending to music 30 minutes a day well i guess an hour a day with setup um and the rest of the day is yours so i mean we i mean we probably gave uber five grand <laughs> but like we we went we did stuff we, we left i mean i didn't spend too much time at the venues because i mean obviously we had someone doing merch so it's not something i really needed to worry about but you know, we we basically would play, and then in a few hours, we'd all go to the gym, we'd all get food, mm. and then come back, and then we'd play bags at night, pretty much every night. Yeah, like at the every barbecues night. or something. Just yeah, chill. yeah. That was kind of that was kind of the routine that we had going. So, it was, um, but but you know, I I understand. I mean, some people it's a pain in the ass to leave a location, but harm's way always like is kind of just like all right let's get out of here you know like we 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 don't mind like making the extra effort to like you know go to the gym or go see a movie or you know do whatever just because it's better than sitting on a bus when it's 100 degrees out you know (laughs) yeah you don't want to fucking just sit there in your thoughts and like do nothing you gotta get yourself out there doing something like we would always uh our bus driver would always uh take us to a fucking hooters or we go see a fucking (laughs) war movie like the same one every other day i was like (laughs) okay cool man it's on him like it that that was i you know i you know rest in peace that tour but that's something that a lot of kids are gonna miss but I mean, it is what it is. Um, that's actually how I found out about Knock Loose. They were on 2017, so that kind of, like, opened my eyes. I'm, like, really late to the hardcore game. Like, I'm kind of, yeah, like, sure. in those, like, ambient um, or alternative hardcores, like Ghost Inside and fucking, um, like, like punk rock, like, every time I die. But I heard you guys a couple years ago um, when I found out Knock Loose because I kept YouTube searching uh, their live sets, and there was the one at the Electric Factory, which sure. uh, I wish I was at. Did they lower that stage on purpose? Because I know it's a little bit higher. When so it's at, interesting. At, oh, at the for the video, like the viral video, you're saying? Well, that show, yeah, that's how I found out about you guys. So the before the your the video went viral in general. Um, but that I, I'm in Philadelphia, located now, so I'm like right down the street from that venue. So at the electric, well, now it's electric. Now it's Franklin Music Hall. It looked like they lowered the stage, though. It seemed like they usually have it high. I don't know, but that show looked that show looked fucking fantastic. That's how I found out you guys through yeah, so that, that that's video. a festival actually. That particular show was uh, this is Hardcore Fest. Yes, yeah. Um, I've never played any other show there except this is Hardcore. We played that like four times. Mm-hmm. So I actually don't know what it looks like <laughs> without. Okay the hardcore festival so i actually have no idea <laughs> usually they do it, usually they do it at the voltage uh lounge right down the street for the hardcore shows i've never really yeah, seen yeah. but i the number is probably capped so well that they just put it to the uh the electric factory which is not it's the franklin music hall it's a, i don't know how i feel about that name you know you, you know when yeah. you like see things be like na- rechanged they change their names and you're like what the fuck i don't want to call it that i want to call it the fucking old thing i used to talk like what it used to be or some shit 
yeah. Yeah. But yeah. So, and like, that was actually the show that recently went viral. Cause I like took a step back. And I was like, what the fuck is this? I was like, I know these guys. And it was just like, Oh shit. Like there people are overdubbing, um, infestation with a bunch of other songs and stuff, which was yeah. fucking I, to me. I personally, that's good PR, but how do you, how do you feel about that? I mean, like it's, it's, it's not stopping. It just keeps going. <laughs> I guess what, what's funny about it is like that happened like six months ago. Like the original videos are like six months old. So like right. there was the off, there was like one with the office theme song, I think. And the Shania Twain one, those are like really old. Oh um, shit. So I'm not sure what like sparked <laughs> people doing it again, but um yeah i mean it, it's cool i mean i definitely it's i think it definitely helps as far as like you know people finding out about our band or mm-hmm. um it's just kind of funny that it's it's kind of embedded in like mainstream meme culture now but i mean it's definitely i, I would say i mean the the saying goes right any publicity is good publicity you know yeah exactly I mean, yeah it's kind of it kind of holds true i mean especially you know as we talked about a lot of people are bored at this point, you know, they're, they're stuck being inside and, you know, it's just something to do and something to laugh at, which I'm sure we all need a good laugh at this point <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> with everything going on. No, I know you're right, but it's, it, it's, uh, I was pretty stoked because of the fact that it is good. It's PR regardless. So I know, I, I don't know what your numbers are uh, on Spotify or whatever, but I'm I'm hoping they're doing pretty well after that viral video. That's fucking sick. Yeah, sure. I mean, I'm sure there's definitely a bump. You know what it could have been, dude, honestly, to think about it, and then we'll get off the topic, but maybe someone did a TikTok of it. Because these TikToks, like, they just fucking blow up, dude. Like, yeah, anything. So maybe that sparked it. I don't know. It could have been, yeah. I, I, I honestly have no idea. I mean, like, one day someone sent me one, and I was like, oh, like, here we go. I've seen that like six months ago. And then like every day people are sending me like, Oh, you see this one? It's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude, of course I've I fucking have. seen it. Yeah. And they're tagging the band and everything, which is great that I've been seeing. Yeah. So that's good. So and now there's so many that I don't even know how many exist. So. <laughs> <laughs> nah, fuck it. Um, what's it called? Going back to what you were saying with you guys writing new material. Um, uh, how do you usually find inspiration to you know put behind your lyrics? Because I know you guys are a straight edge band, which is a cool fucking message to put out there. Um, so like, how do you, how do you um, reminisce in the in the inspiration to write lyrics? You know, for that for that specific reason. Um, I mean, so basically, I mean, Harm's Way originated as a straight edge band. Um, currently, there are a few members that aren't straight edge, but mm-hmm. um, we've always held the straight edge label just because. Um, you know, the core, the people who originated the band are still straight edge and, you know, I obviously write the lyrics. So, you know, still having some straight edge influence is still, you know, it's still part of the band, but it's not really like a major part, I would say. Okay. Um, I really haven't written a lot of lyrics about that anymore just because at this point it's just part of my life. You know, it's just like, it's, it's not, I don't even think about being straight edge at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just something I do. So, um, probably the last song I writ- wrote about that was on Rust. Okay. Um, so that's what five years ago. So, I, um, it, you know, with Post Human, you know, obviously with each record, you know, the lyrics kind of 
relate to like what's going on in my life at the time or like what's going on mentally. So, mm-hmm. you know, as I've gotten a little bit older, like straight edge has become less important in the sense of like being outspoken about it. And more so it's just, I feel is the best way for me to live. So that's why I continue to, you know, hold that message, you know, but even, but even though I'm not like seeing about it all the time or like we're not creating shirts about it, it's mm-hmm. still important to me, but it's just, I don't feel the need to uh, be vocal about it anymore. Mm-hmm. True. Yeah. You're not like constantly bringing it up just to, you know, make sure that they understand the message. Whereas like, um, which, uh, whereas like you also have other thoughts and reasons to write those lyrics that you like you personally said you feel, for example, like I, I, I was a huge metalcore fan back in the day, but what really disappointed me was when these fucking bands would come out and they would like force the word of God down your throat. I'm like, listen, man, like we get that you're Christian, but like, you gotta fucking, you know, chill out. You're, you're boring everybody. Or like, we just don't. Not everybody's on the same page as you, so. But there's other things to talk about, like anxiety and depression and stuff, and they are in yeah. some of your lyrics as well, which is fucking cool, and people can relate to that and take that and, you know, be uplifted from it. Like, And you get rid of that anxiety and depression through, I'm sure, um, your physical education like and, and working out and shit. Like, is that mm-hmm. how you try to cope with everything, personally? Yeah, I mean, my music, like writing music, being being in a band... You know, work, you know, lifting weights. Mm-hmm. Um, I do some martial arts as well. I mean, all, all those things are are really good for, you know, getting out some some anxiety or, or you know, depression symptoms. But I mean, obviously, those things are things that you're going to deal with, you know, forever. But you know, it's nice to find coping mechanisms. I mean, that's kind of where being straight edge kind of like puts this back uh back to that because in my opinion that a lot of people use like negative coping mechanisms like drugs drinking whatever mm-hmm. to deal with those feelings anxiety depression whereas for me <clears throat> i use music i use athletics to cope with those things over time and and i think that really helps and i think the goal is to find positive ways to cope with those feelings Mm-hmm. um and that's to me that's part of being straight edge as well so like i want to be able to feel things in life because that's what life is mm-hmm. life is full of ups and downs sadness happiness depression anxiety like you can't ignore those things i mean people may think they don't feel those things you know from time to time but everyone experiences them regardless you know so um, I think that's important to, to feel those things without numbing them with substances and stuff. And that's mm-hmm. why finding the outlets, you know, like I said, has been so important in my life. Um, and that's why I continue to continue to do those things because they, they really do help uh, get you in a better mental state. And I think now more than ever is important to talk about those things because I feel like when you're isolated, unable to socialize, a lot of people use you know, socialization to cope with, with depression, anxiety, mm-hmm. and you can't go and, and hang out with your friends, or you can't go and do activities, you do get very own kind of in your head, because you have a lot of downtime to think about different things. And 
So I bet you a lot of people are struggling with with depression and, and kind of having some anxieties about the situation that's happening in the world. But mm-hmm. um, it's important to find ways to help deal with those things in a positive way, as opposed to turning to some of the negative things that a lot of people do. Yeah, too many people don't have that outlet or they haven't found it yet. Um, I mean, being for one, I can kind of relate with that with you is because I go ahead and play my fucking drum set. Whether it's like I'm just going to like write something right there then or play a cover that I'm going to thoroughly enjoy. But like being on those, being on that kit fucking makes me feel good. So and so and some people, hopefully they can able to, you know, find that outlet to make sure that, you know, they don't have to like stay inside their heads to get rid of that anxiety or depression, whatever it is the case may be. And like I have the privilege uh, now during these this unfortunate pandemic like listen like i'm at home like i'm okay some people don't have that some people might be struggling with their bills or their landlord is you know if they have a small business like landlord like i i, I keep ordering out because i want these small businesses to thrive because i know their landlords aren't you know holding up their pay so it's just it's just we're all in this in together and i you know and i appreciate you you know coming on and, and talking about it too because like it's just something that i'd rather i'd rather um, say that, you know, it's, it's real, then try to, you know, put it aside and be like, nah, I, you know, and, and try to ignore it. You know what I mean? Like, I'd rather take it on full force. So yeah, yeah. it's just one of those things. Um, yeah. what's it called? So like, dude, trust me, I'm a huge fan of fucking Lamb of God. How is that show that you guys recently played with them? Like that must have uh, been a sick show. Yeah, it was, that was really cool. That was what I like, mid February. Um, yeah, I was really, really happy to be able to uh, have the opportunity to play with them. Uh, obviously, growing up, you know, listening to heavier music, Lamb of God was always uh, kind of a band that I think influenced a lot of metalcore in general, um, even though they went above and beyond, you know, hardcore <laughs> or like the hardcore realm. You know, they, I think, because they started from there, Mm-hmm. to some degree you know a lot of people have used kind of their um how do you say it like not, i don't want to say aesthetic but kind of like just you not their like their riffs are very unique in themselves and i think they kind of influence just a lot of metalcore around like the mid-2000s mm-hmm. and a lot of bands obviously you know, as, as time goes on, rip off, you know, bands from the 2000s. So they, yeah. they kind of just continue to have an influence on heavier music to, to a lot of degree. And, you know, I always, I always liked, um, the, the first couple records quite a bit. So it was, it was really cool to, to see them play. And, um, the whole like bands, um, showcase that they do is really cool. Uh, cause everything was free um and they like you get free drinks free entry they give you free shirts Fuck yeah dude yeah and, uh yeah i think it's just a cool way to you know bring people to a show it's good exposure for us and mm-hmm. they would you know obviously gave us an opportunity to play with with a with a cool big metal band that you know you've kind of seen around you know mainstream metal for like you know 20 years at this point so it's it's pretty cool. Was that one of your favorite shows? Like besides some of the others that you've had, or have you had other favorites in general? Of all time? Yeah, uh, of all time. Yeah, we could say that. Yeah. I would I wouldn't say that. Yeah. Um, it was just different. Like I mean, 
I would say Lamb of God is definitely one of the bigger bands we've had an opportunity to play with. For but sure. I mean, the show was definitely definitely cool. But I mean, there's a lot of other memorable shows for different reasons that I would say yeah. would, would go ahead of it. You know. <laughs> <laughs> 